0: this hearing of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee will come to order. Today, the committee will consider the nominations of three experienced career foreign service officers to be the US ambassadors to Ethiopia, Sierra Leone, and Algeria. Uh, I was pleased to meet each of, the, of today's nominees in my office uh, earlier and uh, to learn about them and this potential posting. Uh, Ethiopia is a, street, a key st- regional security partner helping to counter Al-Shabaab in the region, helping to defuse the violent uh, crisis that we just learned about. Uh, learned more about in South Sudan. Sierra Leone's economy continues to struggle while the country is still recovering from the devastation wrought by the Ebola virus. Algeria and the United States work together on important counterterrorism issues, uh, but more can be done on the economic front uh, to allow for greater opportunity and investment in that country. Um, before I recognize... Uh, uh, ranking Member Booker, let me take a moment to thank the families who are here. Uh, we know that uh, the work is hard, and uh, separation sometimes is is difficult uh, um, when uh, the, the post is in a far-flung place, as, as all of these are. Uh, so appreciate your sacrifice, and glad to have you here today, and I'm sure you'll be introduced later. But uh, Senator Booker.
1: I just want to echo uh, my colleague and friend and his comments. It is extraordinary uh, the service you all have already rendered to the United States of America. Uh, citizens, citizenship in the United States has tremendous uh, blessings and privileges. Uh, and Most of us luxuriate in, in rights that were fought for and struggled for by generations before. Um, but you all are not just enjoying your privileges, but you're uh, showing that your commitment to the obligations of citizenship through service uh, under difficult conditions, difficult circumstances, um, and uh, a service that necessitates sacrifice. And for that, I'm, I'm just very, very grateful. And as Senator Flake said, it's not just you. Obviously, when you all are serving, it's your entire families as well. And so my gratitude to all of you for stepping forward to these difficult, uh, challenging positions of leadership in areas of the world that desperately need uh, uh, leadership and service uh, and the best of America. So thank you for your willingness to represent that.
0: Well, thank you. Our first nominee is uh, Michael Arthur Rayner, uh, former ambassador who served as an American diplomat since 1988. Uh, he served in eight uh, missions, including Benin, Zimbabwe, Namibia, Guinea, Djibouti, and Congo Brazzaville. Our second nominee, Maria Brewer. Uh, has served uh, one of her first postings as a Foreign Service Officer in Sierra Leone. So this will be a return if she is successful. The country for which uh, she is now nominated, that, uh, that's a great thing, uh, I'm sure, to the prospect of returning. Uh, lastly, we'll hear from John de, Rochimer, uh, de Rocher, uh, currently serving as Deputy Assistant Secretary for Egypt and uh, Maghreb Affairs in the Bureau of Near Eastern Affairs at the Department of State. Uh, with that, uh, the committee recognizes Ambassador Rainer first, and please feel free to introduce any family that you have here as well.
2: Thank you very much. Mr. Chairman, Ranking Member Booker, members of the committee, I'm honored to appear before you today as President Trump's nominee to serve as ambassador to the Federal Democratic Republic of Ethiopia. I am grateful to the President and Secretary Tillerson for their trust and confidence in me. I'm also very proud to have my family with me today, my wife Kate, my son Bradley, and my daughter Emma. I couldn't be more grateful for their support. (laughs) During my 29 years as a Foreign Service Officer, I have developed substantial African policy and managerial experience, and a record of leadership fostering strong performance from interagency teams in challenging environments. If confirmed as the next U.S. Ambassador to Ethiopia, my top priority will be the security, interests, and welfare of American citizens. I will also seek to strengthen our strong partnerships with Ethiopia to support health, education, food security, and economic growth. Starting in November 2015, Ethiopia began experiencing widespread unrest, resulting in the imposition of a state of emergency. If confirmed, I will advocate for full respect of the rights guaranteed under Ethiopia's constitution. Ethiopia has a deep commitment to promoting regional stability and countering terrorism. If confirmed, I intend to sustain and strengthen this important security partnership. U.S. national interests also lie in supporting Ethiopia's economic progress because a sound business environment is a strong driver of good governance, development, and long-term stability. Thank you for this opportunity to address you and for considering me for such an important posting. I look forward to answering any questions you may have.
0: Thank you so much, Ambassador and Ms. Brewer.
3: Mr. Chairman, Ranking Member Booker and members of the committee, thank you for your consideration of my nomination to be the U.S. Ambassador to the Republic of Sierra Leone. I'd like to thank President Trump and Secretary Tillerson for their trust in me to lead the U.S. Embassy. And I'm honored and fortunate to have my husband, Mark, and our eight-year-old daughter, Arena here with me today. I thank both of them for their constant love and support. Without them, I would not be here before you.
0: That's a nice-looking young ambassador you have there. Yeah.
3: <laughs> We have a strong relationship with Sierra Leone. If confirmed, I will work to enhance our bilateral relationship and ma- while maintaining the U.S. principles of promoting democracy and the rule of law. If confirmed, I will advocate for transparency, accountability, and economic stability. But in addition to these policy aims, I hold paramount the safety and security of U.S. citizens in Sierra Leone and the entire U.S. Embassy team. My initial introduction to Africa was as a first tour officer assigned to Lagos, Nigeria. I was then posted to Freetown, Sierra Leone. At the time, Sierra Leone was suffering through the last years of its civil war. But despite their many hardships, the positive spirit and the resilience of the people of Sierra Leone both moved and impressed me. After several tours in South Asia, I returned to the African Affairs Bureau in Washington, D.C. from 2010 until 2013, and then was Deputy Chief of Mission in Abuja, Nigeria 2013 to 2016. So thank you, Mr. Chairman, for the opportunity to appear before you today. I welcome your questions.
0: Thank you. Uh, Mr. Derosier.
4: Chairman Flake, Ranking Member Booker, Members of the Committee, thank you for the opportunity to appear before you today. I am honored that President Trump has nominated me to be the U.S. Ambassador to Algeria, and I deeply appreciate the confidence he and Secretary Tillerson have shown by making this nomination. I'm also very pleased that my wife, Karen, could join me here today. She has put up with uh, a lot of those separations that you mentioned, Mr. Chairman. If confirmed by the Senate, my first priority will be to keep safe the people who serve in the U.S. Embassy in Algiers and the American expatriate community in Algeria. I will also work to advance three critical U.S. interests, strengthening our bilateral security cooperation to fight terrorism and promote regional stability, expanding bilateral trade and investment, and working with Algerian counterparts as they pursue political and economic reforms that will foster stability as Algeria navigates new economic realities. The U.S.-Algeria relationship has grown broader and deeper in recent years. In the last several years, we have consulted extensively at high levels and with broad interagency participation regarding terrorism in North Africa. Our governments also hold bilateral strategic dialogues and joint military dialogues on a recurring basis. Our embassy in Algeria also facilitates a broad and ever-growing spectrum of bilateral cooperative programs that strengthen our security, economic, governance, educational, and cultural ties. This speaks to the value that both of our countries place on our growing partnership. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, Ranking Member Booker, and members of the committee for giving me the opportunity to address you. It is a great honor to have been nominated as ambassador to Algeria. If confirmed, I look forward to the opportunity to lead an active, talented mission at U.S. Embassy Algiers as we work with Algeria to advance our shared interests. And I'd be happy to take any questions you might have.
0: Thank you. Thank you all. Mr. Rayner, Ambassador Rayner. Opposition activists and journalists have been jailed by the Ethiopian government uh, uh, on charges related to national security. Um, how will that affect our relationship with, uh, with Ethiopia, and how do you plan to raise those concerns?
2: Thank you, Senator. Uh, I do think that these are issues that we must raise, uh, and if, I, if confirmed, I would raise with Ethiopian leadership. And I would seek to do so uh, in a way that is uh, uh, thoughtful but forthright, um, and that uh, makes reference to uh, goodwill, uh, shared interests and objectives, um, uh, Ethiopia's own statements with regards to its own intentions to, to look at uh, uh, political and governance reforms. Uh, the, the state of emergency, the, the, the constraint of a political space and rights um, does not serve Ethiopia's own long-term uh, developmental or, or security interests. Uh, it creates space for uh, potential violent extremism. Uh, and it, uh, it, it, it precludes members of their society from contributing to the development of their own nation. Uh, so I would seek every opportunity I could to press that case, uh, to use the resources at the embassy, including a, a resident legal advisor and a USAID mission, who have strong resources and expertise to help facilitate uh, community-based dialogue, other, other means of of, uh, of, of, of bridging gaps uh, and helping to to move the country past this uh, this phase, where uh, all of its citizens are not being given the political space they need to participate in the governance of their own country.
0: Right. How do you under- how do you understand the investment climate in uh, Ethiopia now? There's some controversy with the government, um, you know, giving away large swaths of land, agricultural land, to uh, foreign owners, I guess, uh, for electricity production and some other things. How does that affect uh, the investment climate?
2: Well. Uh, First, I would note that, that um, there are extraordinary opportunities in Ethiopia. It's had one of the fastest growing economies in the world over the past 10 years. Um, and I think that creates opportunities for U.S. businesses. Uh, and the uh, government's own growth and development strategy uh, calls for a greater private sector engagement. As um, You're right, the, the land use issues were one of the, the sources of tension underlying the recent unrest. Uh, I think there's still work to be done to resolve those. Um, but there's also work to be done to, to strengthen the broader business climate in the country uh, so that it's more welcoming to private investment, uh, private sector engagement, like uh, the American, uh, American private sector can bring. Uh, so I would work with the Ethiopian government, if confirmed, uh, to promote improvements in their business climate um, and to uh, promote U.S. commercial activity, uh, both for the sake of our, our own, our own uh, business uh, community and for the sake of Ethiopia's development and stability.
0: Thank you so much. Ms. Brewer. Um, Sierra Leone uh, was caught up uh, with the Ebola virus and uh, devastating uh, effects there. As bad as it was, it it could have been worse had it spread uh, to to other countries. And it was contained at least in West Africa, um, and uh, there is concern that uh, you know new outbreaks at some point. That uh, we know the it never goes completely away. Uh, And public health, uh, certainly uh, having an infrastructure there to contend with a a new epidemic that might come there and in other countries is important. What's the situation with regard to public health in Sierra Leone, and what's the United States doing to improve that?
3: Yes, thank you, Senator. Yes, the Ebola crisis was a terrible loss for the country. Uh, Some 14,000 Sierra Leoneans were infected, and almost 4,000 died during the crisis. So Uh, We know that that the country is very cognizant of the dangers, as well as to the international community. The U.S. government has done quite a bit through USAID and other partners, including DOD. It was truly a whole-of-government approach that was used to stem the tide of this horrible scourge. Uh, Since then, we have been working with uh, post-recovery efforts, including uh, expanding the global health security agenda. Uh, We are... uh, Sampling uh, animals to ensure that uh, we know what kinds of diseases can be spread, uh, animal to human, both wild and domesticated. Mm-hmm. We are also, uh, we have just rehabilitated 300 clinics, which will serve some 1.7 million Sierra Leoneans to uh, give them some basic health treatment as well. So we are working very, very closely with our international partners as well as with the Sierra Leone government, and we will continue to. Uh, encourage them to put more of their own national assets and resources towards health care as well.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Drosher, uh, we talked in my office about uh, some of the challenges facing Algeria. Low oil prices have obviously affected their revenues. Uh, what efforts are being made to diversify that economy and uh, how is the U.S. helping in that regard?
4: Thank you, Senator, for the question. You're right, uh, low oil prices have had an impact on uh, Algeria's economy. It's a traditionally uh, oil-dependent economy, but the government is looking to diversify that economy. It is very interested in foreign direct investment. That's something we're obviously interested in as well. A diverse economy is a more robust economy. That's certainly good for Algeria. It's also good for uh, countries like us that want to work with Algeria. We want to help with those reforms as uh, Algeria moves forward with its own reform program. Uh, We have a Treasury Department uh, technical advisor in Algiers working on issues like private debt management, and uh, we're willing to look at how we might expand the way we cooperate with the Algerian government in this economic reform area because uh, we really think it would benefit both our countries. If confirmed, that's something I will certainly strongly encourage.
0: All right. Thank you. Senator Booker.
1: Um, If it's uh, all right with you, Mr. Chairman, I'm going to defer to Senator Kane.
5: Thank you, Mr. Chair, and thank you for that, uh, Senator Booker. And congratulations to each of you. I am not on the uh, Africa subcommittee of FRC, but I'm on the the subcommittee that oversees Arab North Africa. I call it the subcommittee from Marrakesh to Bangladesh. And so, Mr. DeRosher, my questions are going to be for you, but for for all of you, congratulations, both on your lengthy careers of service, but also on these important nominations. you referred in your opening testimony to new economic realities from Algeria, without description, I assume you were referring primarily to low oil prices and how that 's affected the country um, what, what are and, and you responded a bit uh, to uh, to the chair on that question, but um, what are some other areas that you think the u s can be particularly helpful? Are there you know private investment opportunities um, industries in the United States that m- might find uh, you know, promising opportunities in Algeria, what can we do to help them deal with that challenge?
4: Thank you, Senator, for the question. I think there is a great deal that the United States can do uh, to uh, work with Algeria as it seeks to reform and diversify its economy. Obviously, American firms bring a great deal of expertise and technology across all sectors and Algeria could really benefit from that. Algeria is anxious for foreign direct investment, and I think we can work with the Algerians to help build an environment that is more welcoming to foreign direct investment. I mentioned the uh, Treasury technical advisor uh, that's there. That is something that we certainly are think, it's, he has only been there a short time, but it's already show, showing some fruit I have worked in other countries where we've had programs with the various part from various parts of the U.S. government that help countries that are looking to examine their domestic investment environment and and look at ways to make it more attractive for private investment. And that's certainly something that I would address with my Algerian counterparts if confirmed and and be very ready to to look for ways to move forward on.
5: Thank you for that. Share a little bit about your thoughts on how Algeria is dealing with. Um, you know, anti- anti-terrorism efforts. There was a Reuters report this morning that they had just broken up an ISIS cell that was uh, uh, headed by a former Al-Qaeda operative, and so there's this, you know, mixture of Al-Qaeda and ISIS elements in Algeria, and it sounded like a good bit of, of uh, investigative and intel work to break up this cell, but talk a little bit about the challenge they face and how
4: they're dealing with it. Certainly, Senator, thank you for the question. Algeria has a great deal of experience in this area, and it's proven itself to be an effective counterterrorism partner for the United States. It does have some terrorism presence uh, in the country, as you mentioned, but it has been effective at constraining that. Uh, We work closely with the Algerians on counterterrorism and security issues. We have a number of assistance programs, uh, not very large particularly, but we have a number of assistance programs that help with uh, managing terrorist incidents, with forensics, with investigations, airport security, and issues like that, certainly have confirmed that's something I would want to encourage because we have found thus far the Algerians to be a very willing and very effective counterterrorism partner.
5: We have a very strong ally next door to Algeria and Morocco. The relations between Morocco and Algeria have been very, very challenged over many years, a whole series of issues, including the Western Sahara Um, Do do you see any prospects, uh, you know, based on your uh, expertise and work in the area, do you see any prospects for change in the Algeria-Morocco relationship so that there would be um, cessation of challenges and and stronger bilateral ties?
4: Thank you, Senator. You're right, the uh, Algeria-Morocco relationship has certainly been a, a tense one for some time. It is something that we think it is in the interests of, of both countries to, to try to find ways to work better together. If confirmed, that is something that I would certainly work on. There are definitely areas of cooperation in, in, in border security and in, in smuggling, drug smuggling and other issues, counterterrorism, where uh, ability for those two countries to work together would really uh, benefit them both and the wider region and was certainly something I would very eagerly work on.
5: Great. Thank you, Mr. Chair, and I appreciate your answer to those questions.
0: Thank you. Senator
6: Young. Uh, thank you, Chairman. Ms. Uh, Ms. Brewer, I, I first want to congratulate you so much on your nomination uh, to serve as U.S. Ambassador to the uh, Republic of Sierra Leone. I'm glad that your family, uh, who I met earlier, could be here with you, uh, your husband, Mark, and your daughter, Arena, a uh, cute little eight-year-old uh, right there. I'm glad they're here as well. So, as as many of you know, Ms. Brewer is a career member of the Senior Foreign Service. She served as Deputy Chief of Mission at our embassy in Nigeria. She also served in important positions at our embassy in Pakistan and Sri Lanka, as well as our consulate in in Mumbai, India. Uh, You have valuable experience, uh, Ms. Brewer, related to the Ebola crisis as well as the Boko Haram and Al-Qaeda threats. But most importantly to me, Ms. Brewer was born in Indiana and you earned your degree at Valparaiso University. Based on your status as a Hoosier and a tremendously qualified career member of the Senior Foreign Service, I look forward to supporting your nomination and supporting your important work in Sierra Leone once you're confirmed. So, um, Ms. Brewer, I just want to touch on something in your prepared statement. You mentioned a number of development-related issues that will be important to the future of Sierra Leone, including good governance, rule of law, democratic institutions, economic sustainability, and anti-corruption measures. Which of these do you believe will be particularly important to the future of Sierra Leone and U.S. interests there?
3: Thank you, Senator, for those remarks, and and thank you for your acknowledgement of my uh, my status as a Hoosier. My husband and I are both proud Hoosiers, so it is really an honor for a, a girl from Portage, Indiana, um, to to eventually you know go and represent our country all over the world. It's it's been amazing. So thank you for that. Uh, regarding uh, the various issues that face Sierra Leone, there are many and they have many deep challenges. I, I think one of the issues that uh, I would like to focus on uh, during my tenure, if confirmed, would be to help them create the economic and business climate where they can attract uh, the business uh, that they will need to to truly advance. Um, that includes issues of corruption, includes issues of rule of law. Um, businesses need to know that when they go to, uh, to have a contract, to have a business that The terms of that contract will be honored, that they will not be uh, endlessly asked for a number of fees, and the other issues like that that will make it harder for for them to attract the kind of business that that they need. Recently, the embassy stood up an American business uh, community to help uh, U.S. entities doing business in Sierra Leone bring their issues forward to the government and help amplify those voices. But I think creating uh, an environment that uh, includes um, you know, the respect for rule of law and respect for, um, for contracts and, and strong uh, judicial um, uh, embodies will, will, help, will help Sierra Leone uh, advance the most quickly.
6: Well, I'm encouraged by that response, and increasingly our own country's development assistance programs, as, as you know better than I, uh, are focused on helping countries graduate out of of, of receiving uh, development uh, assistance. Uh, I know there are a number of opportunities in Sierra Leone to grow their economy uh, amidst all the, the challenges uh, that they face in that regard, and uh, uh, one of the things I think is really important, from our standpoint, is to make sure that we optimize our development enterprise. This is something I've been involved with with Senator Shaheen, uh, uh, forming a bipartisan panel with CSIS, uh, the think tank, uh, and uh, we've produced a report about how we can reform our development enterprise to support efforts like yours in Sierra Mm -hmm. Leone. So uh, I would commend that to you, recommend uh, you take a look at the website and download the report. And uh, I think a number of those recommendations will be incorporated into the forthcoming reforms we'll see at uh, USAID. So, um, thanks again for uh, to all of you uh, for your interest in serving and and for your uh, service to date. I yield back the balance of my time.
0: Thank you. I'm told that we have a hard stop at 11:30 uh, for this, but we'll try to get through as quickly as possible. Senator Booker. I'll be brief.
1: I'm, I'm Coons. Please go
5: ahead. Um, thanks, Senator Booker. I'll, I'll be quite brief. Just two quick questions, if I might, um, to Mr. Rayner uh, for your upcoming service, um, if successful, in Ethiopia. Um, just talk to me briefly, if you would, about how you understand uh, China's role uh, in Ethiopia. I have some concerns about adoption and ongoing challenges that uh, Delaware families and many others uh, have in um, concluding adoption cases that had been open. Um, and I'd be interested if you could speak to those two topics just briefly.
2: Sure. Thank you very much, Senator. Uh, China is certainly very active in, Af- in Ethiopia, um, has uh, identified Ethiopia as a preferred partner in Africa. I think that's uh, most visible in, in infrastructure projects, uh, uh, work on the airport, uh, work on the uh, railroad connecting Addis to, uh, to Djibouti, um, and many, and many other areas as well. Uh, it is an interesting uh, dynamic. Uh, it is something that I think uh, the U.S. government needs to be cognizant of. Um, uh, and yet I think that there is value in, uh, in multiple donors and multiple points of engagement with a country like Ethiopia that has enormous potential. Uh, and I think it's, it's, it's incumbent on us to look at how we engage in ways that complement with other donors, including China. Um, uh, but I think it's, a, it's, a, it's clear that, that, that there is a strong uh, and deep relationship between Ethiopia and China. Uh, on adoption, that is of paramount concern to me, Senator. Um, there are uh, about 300 American families currently in the process of trying to adopt uh, and have invested emotionally uh, time, resources, uh, formed real connections with real children uh, who, who are desperate for that connection and, and for the resources that, that they can gain from, from being adopted by loving American families. Um, the Ethiopian government did uh, suspend international adoptions in late April. Uh- Uh, The embassy immediately uh, began engaging to to resume uh, those, uh, receiving uh, quite uh, thoughtful and and, uh, helpful engagement from the Ethiopian authorities to resume international adoptions. Uh, The 40 or so that had gone through the judicial process, um, I understand, have, have all gone through the entire process at this point, including the final documentation. About 250 other families are farther back in the pipeline. Uh, the government uh, has engaged to continue processing those as well. Uh, one of the challenges is that some of the early steps in the process take place at the regional level, uh, and there's some variation in how the various regions are doing that. So uh, if confirmed, I would I would engage, uh, continue to, to, to engage constructively with Ethiopia and to welcome their constructive engagement to see these cases through, uh, but also to engage on the regional level to make sure that we're getting appropriate cooperation. Thank you, Mr. Well.
5: Rainer. Um, given the press of time, I'll defer to the ranking member. Let me just, in quick closing, say McKinsey's recently issued a report about China's uh, ascendancy across the continent, a trend that's been underway for a decade. I urge all of you to be um, active in promoting American exports uh, and engagement with the continent. Thank you. Thank you for the chance to question, Senator.
1: Senator Booker, I've got about three minutes before they actually literally stop the cameras because of some wonderful... Non non bipartisanship in our in our Senate. So I, I just uh, first of all, uh, Ms. Brewer, I, I had some very concerns about trafficking in in uh, human trafficking uh, concerns. Um, uh, is there anything you can enlighten me as to how much of a focus that will be for you?
3: Certainly, thank thank you, sir. Uh- Uh, I know that the U.S. government has been engaging with the government of Sierra Leone for several years on this issue, and in fact we have been supporting um, through our Trafficking in Persons Office in the State Department, we've been supporting a a women's shelter there for victims of trafficking. It is also heartening, I've learned, that the government has laws against such, uh, such acts. Um, however, it has been some years since anyone has been prosecuted and jailed under, the, under these uh, provisions in the criminal code. So that is something that I know that I will continue, if confirmed, I would continue to press for um, actual action and, and convictions against traffickers.
1: I appreciate that. And anything you can highlight for us as a legislative body that we could be doing more on that issue, uh, and especially to help with uh, Sierra Leone. Um, the, there was programs I was reading about uh, in preparation for this about the Young Africa Leaders Initiative uh, that Obama talked a lot about um, and, and funded very well. Do you have concerns about uh, that not being funded in the next in this uh, uh, next administration?
3: I, I don't have uh, specific information about what would or would not. I understand those those conversations are still going on in terms of. Uh, what, what the funding levels will finally be to the Department of State. So, uh, of course, what, whatever the funding levels are, I will seek to be a, a good steward of the U.S. taxpayer resources to maximize them. Sierra Leone, while a small country, um, has been able to benefit greatly from these programs, uh, sending about a dozen uh, into young young people uh, to the U.S. for these training programs over the last several years, every year in each program, both the Ali and the Mandela Fellowships. So I think we really are maximizing um, our relationship as much as we can. Uh, Peace Corps also has recently been reestablished and over the years, there have been uh, nearly 4,000 Peace Corps volunteers that have deployed to Sierra Leone, many of whom are back here in the U.S. and continue to keep Sierra Leone in their hearts. So we have many avenues of engagement, and YALI is a strong one, but but I look forward to, if confirmed, continuing to maximize all of those.
1: Great. Mr. Rainer, really quickly, um, we just were hearing in our previous hearing, as you probably did, about the challenges between Ethiopia uh, um, and Egypt, uh, the, the conflict over the dam, as well as how that's playing out in the conflict uh, that we're having in South Sudan. Uh, in the 120 seconds I have left, could you take up a, a third of that or two thirds of that and give me a, a short answer?
2: Sure. Thank you, Senator. Um, I think uh, you know the main issue being uh, the, the water rights and and the dam. Uh, at the moment, it's, it's incumbent on all, all countries that share the waters of the Niles to, to, to work collaboratively in, in how that water gets used. Uh, I would, if confirmed, encourage Ethiopia to continue uh, its consultative process in that regard and, 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 uh, and the launch of the, the Grand Ethiopian Renaissance Dam in a matter that takes into account the interests of all those who share the water. Uh, more generally, I think uh, these are two very powerful and influential countries in the region, and uh, everything they can do to, to communicate clearly and, and, and collegially with each other is in the the interests of of, of the regional stability uh, and our own interests as well. So I would take every opportunity to encourage them to continue to be uh, constructively forthright in their engagement with each other. Thank you
1: very much. I'm going to cut you off uh, before the camera's cut off. I don't have time to ask you about Russian influence in Algeria, but maybe we can do that offline. And I'm going to turn it over to the chairman uh, to close us out.
0: Thank you so much for your testimony. Thank you for your willingness to serve. We're always well served by our career diplomats. This is
1: hearing so short
0: that uh, Uh, Senator Kuhn didn't even have to talk about uh, chicken exports to Africa. But but, uh, anyway, with the thanks of the committee, uh, we look forward to the business meeting. (laughs) 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 This this hearing is adjourned.